0: Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com.
1: This is Life Handmade by scrapbook.com. I'm your host, Jessica Harrington. On today's episode, we'll sit down with the profoundly inspiring Catherine Pooler from Catherine Pooler Designs. We'll hear how her business evolved from a one woman show with just an early crafting YouTube channel to now a talented eight plus person company. We'll also hear about Catherine's struggles to break free from unhealthy relationships and toxic negativity, to now forming new confidence building friendships with a craft community from all over the world. Catherine Pooler is the creator of Catherine Pooler Designs, a company that strives to not only educate stampers and card makers and paper crafters around the globe, but also makes amazing products for them as well. Catherine grew up in Rochester, New York, and her mother was a seamstress. She taught her to sew when she was really young, and Catherine picked up that handmade craft very quickly, loved it, and she made her first pair of pants when she was in the second grade. And she proudly wore them to school for the first time. And a boy pushed her down at recess, leaving grass stains on her brand new creation. But that didn't stop Catherine. And she went on to create her own variety of other clothes, curtains, bedding, and eventually, as you know, an entire company and brand. She lives with her husband in Raleigh, North Carolina, where she runs her business, and we are so honored to have Catherine in the Life Handmade podcast today. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So as I mentioned, you run your business, and some people might have heard of you and know who you are. Others, this might be their introduction. What do you think people assume is a typical day in the life for you?
0: I'm honestly not really sure, but I wonder if they think I stamp a lot more than I do. <laughs> all day. Uh, just yes. You're stamping things. I walk in the office and I just stamp all day long and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> And so what is the actual day in the life of Catherine Poole running I do get your business? To, I do get to stamp quite a bit because of all the YouTube videos and the Facebook lives. I, and I love that connection and that being able to share everything that I'm creating. But, uh, you know, on a daily basis, I I come into the office. Usually I work a little bit on some social media stuff, blog posts, editing videos, and then, when the office becomes bustling and busy and I usually get sucked into so many different things because my hands are in most aspects of the company. It's interesting because over time, you know, several years ago, it was just me. Mm -hmm. And then I had one other person part time, and then somebody else part time. And then now we have eight people that work in the office every single day. So every, you know, everyone has come onto the team and taken over jobs that used to be mine. Mm -hmm. And so I know most about what everybody is doing. And I give feedback and, and work with most people on the team or everyone on the team, really.
1: Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, that's unique because as a business owner and you've been in business for a long time, a lot of people do, um, you know, step back in big ways. It sounds like you still do a little bit or have a lot of uh, your voice and a lot of what we see
0: when we see the Catherine Pooler brand, right? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, there, there have been things where um, I have tried to kind of, for lack of a better way to say it, put a little wall up between me mm-hmm. and some things because it's the business is coming to a point where I can't be involved in every single thing. What uh, a blessing, though! Yeah, yeah. So it's then, really you know, I give the reins to other people to you know take charge of certain things, and then I don't know a ton of what goes on mm-hmm. in the day to day, but I do have an overview of of everything. Yeah, and sixteen years is a really long time. A, for
1: any business owner, but especially even in the crafting industry. So 16 years, how has it changed and evolved over the years? Like what was it in the beginning, the middle? What is it today? How has it evolved and why?
0: Oh yeah, it has, my business looks 100% 100% different than it did in the beginning. Really, In the beginning, it just was a way to get some craft supplies for free. <laughs> and <Hook it> up. <laughs> I had a couple young daughters. Now I have three. At the time, I had two when I was introduced into stamping and I wanted to create birthday invitations for my daughter. So I started um, teaching classes as a way to make some extra income. Mm-hmm. And I got really excited very quickly about the reaction I got from other people when I showed them how to stamp oh because people would have like a and I had this idea too you take a smiley face stamp and you ink it in a black ink pad and you stamp it on the cardstock and it maybe looks a little splotchy or has a weird edge on it and it It's for your graded school papers or whatever. And then when I would show people a stamped flower with maybe some chalking over it and like ink blending and I would look up after demoing and women standing around the table would just be in awe of what I was creating. Uh And then they would sit down and create it themselves and have such a sense of accomplishment I was surprised at how much that fueled me. Wow. And I just got so passionate about doing it myself and also watching others learn how to do it. And I was able to raise my three girls and stay at home with them and go out nights and weekends and do classes had a lot of classes in my home. I remember back in the day when I had toddlers, I would try, you know, set up stamping stations at every single surface of my house, the t- all the tables, coffee table and when I had the toddlers, I'd have to wait until my husband took them upstairs to put all the stamping supplies on the table because they would get into them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was wow back in the day cuz now they're <laughs> 15, 17 and 20. Oh my
1: god. So goodness. they have
0: grown up with their mom you know, having this business. In so many different forms. So at the beginning, just in my house, just me teaching people how to stay. A lot about education. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, when my youngest daughter went to kindergarten, my days were suddenly open and I was alone and had time. Mm-hmm. And then they would come home and be home nights and weekends. And then I didn't want to go out and do classes so much anymore. So I started a blog. I started the YouTube channel 10 years ago. Wow. Over, over was 10 pretty now. pretty early. It was very early. And now looking back, I'm like, that was 10 I know, years ago. A decade. 10. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, I was astounded by the fact that I could teach people around the world. When yes. I started getting viewers from France and South Africa and Australia, it was, and then I would make friends with them online it just was a whole new world. A different fuel that you didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So I love having 10 women in my kitchen learning how to stamp. But then when I have a 1000 that will watch a video and interact with me, it's just a different. I love both. Mm -hmm. The internet is amazing thing. Oh, it
1: is. It really is. It really is. And you can connect worldwide. And that's so amazing that you say that You've made them your friends too, and isn't? Yeah. Lots of people don't understand that, but it's true. It's a real
0: friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. And yeah. and like you say, a lot of people don't understand it. Some of my family members have a, have a hard time understanding. Like you've never met this person and person, like you've never touched her. Yes. I don't get it. But my children will be in the office. My children will be on live streams sometimes. And they know the names of some of these women. Like there's one in particular who's been with me forever, Karen Kreider. Aww. And my my youngest daughter will be like, Karen's on here. Right. She'll see an order come through in the office. And she'll be like, oh, let me go pack Karen's order. Oh my and it's goodness. not just Karen. There are so many names. Mm-hmm. And it it's a cool connection with my family and the online family. Right, right. So those are the people that you're obviously touching
1: and affecting, um, inspiring. Now the people close to you, how have they helped you with your business? What have you learned with the people that you have brought in to help this business grow in the last 16 years? What has that been like?
0: So I used to um, have some people in my life that made me feel like I needed to know everything myself and do everything myself. And I had a lot of um, feelings of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not um, being able to do this on my do this, do this mm-hmm. in general, because Just I don't know how do to it. do everything. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of broke free of those relationships. And so started pulling meeting people and pulling people into my life that knew things that I don't interesting and that is when my world opened and exploded
1: how how did that come to be did you realize it in and of your own accord did did other close families and friends point that out to you how did how did that mind shift change
0: yeah I think um is this a counseling session for me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, there's there's one person in particular that has made a big impact on my life. Her name is Kelly. And she came into my life when, when I still had some relationships that were holding me back. And I didn't realize it at the time. Okay. I didn't realize what was happening. And there were a few things she said to me that opened my eyes. And she always did it with a very loving, um, I want the best for you attitude. And... um. And when I realized what was happening and cut that off and then moved on, Kelly became a big part of my life for a while and helped me set up an office. And And then kind of eventually the world and the universe brought those people into your life, right? Yes. Because there were, there's so many people along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, I could name 50 people probably right now that have have had a hand in building what we're building, right? helping to build what we have. So, um, yeah, when I realized that I don't personally need to know everything, I need to go out and find people that know things that I don't. Because if I pulled in everyone that knew what I knew, like we would be stuck, we wouldn't be able to move forward. And then also pulling in people that are your cheerleaders who are going to support you, who are going to be on your side, Mm -hmm. and then vice versa. Yeah, you doing that for them.
1: What were some of the key? um, What were some of the key elements or things that uh, you found in people that maybe they were a little bit better at you at doing things, or it was their little special genius. What were some of those things?
0: The first thing that is coming to mind is my dear friend Erica. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing YouTube videos on my own for 10 years, uh, but she came onto the team about a year and a half ago, and we do a lot of live streams together. Yeah, we've seen it. And we just have great chemistry. Like I feed off of her, and she feeds off of me. And I think we just have so much fun together. And I think it, creates an even more fun atmosphere mm-hmm. for our viewers. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I, and we, we really like watching those
1: too. <laughs> we love seeing when the new uh, live streams come out. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and it's evident, it's not fake. Like that you are just having fun in front of the camera and people are like, Probably say, I wish I could work with you. I want to be. in your We do office. get that a lot. Yeah.
0: We get emails saying, "Do you have a job opening? <laughs> I want to
1: stamp all day."
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, what is the inspiration behind your most recent collection? And do you have a name for
0: it, or what is what is the theme? Yeah. So, our well, every collection that we bring out has has a theme, and all the products work together. And. Um, were created to fill in different gaps that you're going to need for creating cool projects. And the most recent one is called In the Kitchen. Okay. And there's a couple uh, stamp sets in there that have special images in there. Uh, One is a rotary phone. Okay. So it's supposed to (laughs) evoke the feeling of 1970s, 1980s kitchen, uh, the avocado refrigerator. Yes. Avocado stove. Some of our viewers were like, I still have my avocado wow. stove. Because they don't make things the way they I know. I'm like, my stove is not nearly that old and it just broke. So yeah. hold on to that avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have a we in our line, we have a color called Mandarin Spice. It's a deep, um sophisticated tone of orange. And my phone was that color. So in your home growing up. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that phone, you know. Wrapped, wrapped around and pulled out as far as possible so I could get the utmost privacy privacy, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's not like our kids now with the phones in their beds. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> it was down the hallway, like whispering and trying to hear
1: if you could hear the click of mom <gasps> grabbing the other phone, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. So that was, that's one item in there. And then there's a set called Lick the Bowl. Mm. Life is short. Lick the Bowl is a stamp in that <laughs> set. And it has a KitchenAid mixer in there. And when we created this set, we, we create our sets way in advance. So it was early 2019 when this was created and my mother-in-law got very ill in 2019 in the summer and uh when we were moving her to assisted living she was very concerned with where her kitchen aid mixer was going (laughs) and all the sister-in-laws had one I do not so I got the kitchen aid mixer and um the next time I went to visit her she said um so have you made anything yet? And I'm she like, she wants you to use it. Uh, yeah, I made some cookies. Like uh, <laughs> I hadn't used it quite yet, but um, every time we do now, I think of my mother-in-law. So oh, that's really very special. special. Yeah, very so special. now we have a stamp that goes with, and and it wasn't intended that way, but it it brings in those those feelings yeah
1: there's the extra meaning now and now for others when they see that they'll know that's that's Catherine's mother-in-law and she hopes that she's using that mixer (laughs) she hopes
0: I'm using (laughs) it we are (laughs) and and I've had a lot of other you know viewers say oh I inherited mine oh you know lots lots of memories around that KitchenAid mixer
1: I heard when you mentioned the um The color, the mandarin spice, the way that you described that one color, that one ink pad, I think that that's, that's uncommon. Like Mm. there was that love and you were telling me about this one color, this one (laughs) ink pad and like that shows to everyone that's listening just how Serious and heartfelt, you are about your products, like the way that you described that one ink pad. It's not just orange; like you called it sophisticated. So, how has your brand or your style or the products
0: that you offer? How have they evolved, or Mm -hmm. what was kind of like your style now? That's a great question because. I did not come into this having a product line thinking I'm going to have a product line. I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff. I'm going to have an office and a shipping center. Like that was not the dream at all. Um, And part of it, I think sometimes I'm afraid to dream too big Uh and then maybe I won't achieve it. Yes. My husband says to me, reach for the stars. And if you hit the moon, you're good. So he's a great inspiration for me. But um, I thought, well, you know, there's so many companies out there slaying it already. Mm -hmm. Like I have my own product line, but that doesn't mean I don't love other companies' product lines. There are so many creative people out there and I can appreciate all of it. So why am I going to have my product line? Like, what's the point? So I went in with the idea. It was, it came from maybe like confusion in the market. So say for instance, you go to an online store or even a brick and mortar you choose some products because you like them, you get them home and you're not sure how they go together.
1: Yes, I have. I have heard that from crafters. Yeah, you're right. Yes,
0: I was experiencing that. I had viewers that were experiencing that. So my whole point was to go in and create things that go together. So with our collections, we have a stamp set with main images, we have the sentiments that are going to be in a similar art art style that complement the images, then we have the background stamps, we have the word dies, we have sentiments, Mm -hmm. we have a background stamp or a cover plate or layering dies so that you have all of the pieces that were created to work together, so that there's no confusion. It takes the guesswork out of it. You know, if you buy this collection of products, you're going to have everything you need and it all goes together and you can use them together. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a sophisticated end result. Yes. Polished, put together. We do a lot of classic pieces that aren't going to go out of style. You're not going to in a year go, oh, yeah, why did I buy this? That's so 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And we do a little bit of trendy, but we lean a little bit more classic. Um, and then with the inks, again... There's so many inks on the market. Why am I going to have my own inks? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it is not easy to bring out an ink line. I spent many days in the corner of my stamp room, curled up at a ball crying. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's hard. Getting the color right. It is really hard. So I wanted, you know, an ink pad that is going to stamp a solid image. Uh, I wanted an ink pad that was going to do fun techniques. And I wanted a color palette that was easy for the consumer to put colors together. Cause I think that was my biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. And I hear people all the time. How do you figure out what colors go together? Right. I mean,
1: you hear it in home decor too. You go to home Depot, you like this color or you like that color. You don't know why. And you can't just, so we need the experts in these fields to kind of provide us with this like grouping of items that are cohesive
0: and pleasant. Yes. And I do not pick the colors single-handedly because I'm only one person and I have my own eye. So there's several of us in the office that work together to put the color palettes together. Everybody brings their own genius and thoughts and ideas to the the table. And we work together as a group to figure out what colors are going to go together. But we have the basic two two color collections, the party, which are vibrant, Mm -hmm. saturated inks, highly... You know, like some of them are almost neon, mm-hmm. not neon, but like very bold, very mm-hmm. vibrant. And then we have the spa inks, which were, have a muted undertone. They're kind of grayed down a little bit. They're very sophisticated looking, you know, like that olive and the mm-hmm. rose color and it's black and white. Like, wow, the colors go into one or the other. They're not going to be in the middle. So it's very easy to know which colors go together. Party, spa and spa. I love those names. <laughs> <laughs> What do you hope people
1: see or get out of your education or your products or inspiration? So yes, we talked about the the, uh, cohesiveness and the good end result. Is there anything else that you
0: really, really hope that they're understanding or getting? I think fun. Really? So one thing that I was kind of thinking about earlier in our conversation, like we were talking about the community coming together A lot of times it's not about the actual stamping process and the card that you made and giving it to somebody, which that is wonderful and fantastic. And I need to do more of that, but it's the process. It's the artistic outlet. It's the fun that you're having when you create something. It's kind of like when your kindergartner or your elementary school child brings artwork home the whole, you know, six years, you don't save everything Mm -hmm. because it's not, always about that end result, it was about their experience when they were creating that art project. So I feel for stamping for me and with my audience, it's about the process Mm -hmm. and the act of, which is why I love live streams. I love doing my polished YouTube, you know, pre-recorded ones, but those live streams when I can interact with people and be like, "Oh, what color do you think I should use? Which sequin mix? Which you know?" And then they're chatting with me and they're maybe learning something new and getting inspiration so that they can go play in their Mm -hmm. their craft room. That's what I hope to inspire in people: the actual
1: fun, the creativity. The hands on that moment, not necessarily even the end result. I love that
0: because I don't always make like at the end of life. Sometimes I'm like, "Wow, what am I going to do with this?" Yeah, looking
1: good. But you sure had fun, (laughs) and you were very present and joyful while you were doing it. Yes, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So some of the questions we like to ask there. It's kind of a two prong question approach, and one is about um, getting, and one is about giving. So do you have something that comes to mind, something that's the most meaningful handmade gift that you've ever received from someone?
0: So a few years ago, I was visiting my mother. She lives in Canandaigua, New York, which is uh Finger Lake region. And we were in the downtown area, which is so cute and quaint and has all these little shops. And we walked by an embroidery sewing shop and there was this sampler in the window and it was embroidered or cross-stitched maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway gorgeous. It was totally me. It had bold, vibrant colors of threads and it had different patterns and it had some metallic threads going through it. And I just stopped and was astounded by it. It was so beautiful. And then my mother worked for months and months and months to make me one and gave it to me for Christmas and I cannot imagine the hours she put into that oh my goodness so it's in my front hall and I walk by it every day is it framed it is she even put it in museum quality frame so that it won't fade oh my goodness (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: she knew did did you know when you saw it that she took that in her mind and she knew she was going to work on it did you know did you like see her go in and get it or was it a total surprise it was a total
0: surprise I had no idea she was doing that oh wow
1: yeah it, it had to have been months. It had to be been months. And knowing that she was thinking about you the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Like, it's just in, ingrained in yeah, it. Yeah, her
0: husband said it was a good six or eight months that she worked on it. Oh, my uh-huh, God. Like, most of the year. That's <laughs> very, very special. And yeah. so
1: then, alternatively, what do you think is the most meaningful um, project that you've ever given to someone else?
0: So, it's a meaningful project that I haven't actually given yet. But oh. it is the one year scrapbook of my youngest daughter. Okay. So I started scrapbooking. Really I really I started scrapbooking in high school, but we weren't calling I wasn't calling it then. Yeah. But then when I had my first daughter, it was this big scrapbooking thing and so I was creating albums. And then when she was born, I had three kids, all under 5, and there wasn't a lot of time for that, but I purposely made time to document like Good. very specific things every single month about what she was doing and make it into an album. And by her a couple weeks after her first birthday, I had that album finished. Okay. And it's a very detailed document of her first year. Mm-hmm. And I was so like, she has to have this because I don't want her to get the short end of the stick because now I have so many kids. Right. <laughs> she was the baby. She was the last one. Uh-huh. She was,
1: you don't want her to feel
0: forgotten. Yeah. And now, of course, for my older, I hear, well, she gets this and she get you know, of course, she, they think she gets everything better than the do, baby. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: hilarious. So, so that, when
1: will she receive this?
0: You know, it's funny because she's 15 now. Okay. And I don't know if she really knows about it. Oh, really? It's in my stamp room with all the other albums. Um, and it's on the shelf. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know when she'll get it. You'll know. You'll know when
1: the right I'll time know. is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, very special. Thank you for sharing with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much. (laughs) We want to thank Catherine Pooler for being on our show today and sharing her story with us. You can find links to all of the products and resources that we mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And you can go to www.scrapbook.com forward slash podcast for more info as well. Remember, scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items, and it is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You'll also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. Also make sure to connect and get inspired by other crafters in the scrapbook.com forums and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there as well. Happiness is Life Handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric